Hi everybody, welcome to Game Talk. Today we're going to be talking about Division 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and the latest news in Anthem. You guys can also follow us on Facebook at Game Talk Podcast, Twitter at Game Talk 19, send us your emails at GameTalkPodcast19 at gmail.com. We are also on iTunes and any other podcasting platforms. Alright guys, let's do it! I'm Calvin. I'm Ed. And I'm Cody. And this is the news. So, Cody, what is happening with Anthem? Well, you any good news? Yeah, there is. Uh, there is a lot of news going on with Anthem right now. Um, Bioware said last Tuesday that uh, it's going to be delaying a lot of major features, such as uh, the mystery system, guilds, uh, legendary stronghold challenges, leaderboards, and uh, uh, free play events. Um, but the biggest thing is that they're also pushing back the catalysm that is much needed for the game in my opinion so when i was uh looking more into this this article uh they're pushing it back because they just don't have enough people uh working with the crew to get all this these new patches and all these new uh um, features to the cataclysm and uh, the free play events and stuff like that They, they just don't have the manpower for it so they had it once again what happened to them all yeah, the, the article didn't specify on on where they took the crew from and what they're putting the crew on. Just that it's a skeleton crew right mm. now, and they just don't have the manpower to to produce all the <sighs> stuff that is needed for this uh, for all these updates that are much needed for the game. For the game, yeah, that makes me sad. It, it makes me yeah, sad as well, and and I think I think what happened is after the game was released, they might have like maybe well we would have heard about let goals, but. I I don't I don't know maybe they maybe maybe they're just so far behind on creating this content that um, and like I said they don't have like the personnel either because they got maybe let go or because they're working on other projects because for all we know they could right. be working on um, uh, Dragon Age Four um, but right. and, in, and, in my and opinion they could be. and they they could be I think in my opinion this BioWare is a studio that it is in trouble. And it's gonna take a lot of um, goodwill in order to restore the faith that gamers had. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I agree with that statement 110%. The way the game launched at launch, which we talked about last week, so we're not gonna go too far into it. um, They're gonna need to do a lot of things, and and they're gonna need to do it fast if they want to keep their player base, in my opinion. So the cataclysm that was a big, big deal. Um, that was supposed to bring back everybody or keep everybody playing that game, and now it's delayed once again. Um, there, there's just there's there's no content in the game. It's dry. You know, it's, it's the dry. game is dead. Do, you, do you, uh, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think with E3 being so close, but like maybe three weeks or so, and Bioware will have a pref- presence there? Do you think they will p- going to announce anything for Anthem at E3? Um, you know, they better. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think so. Um, I know everything is uh, free content uh, that they'll release as far as like DLC wise goes, but they're so far behind, like you said, that they need to focus on getting the game to what the game should have been instead of focusing on the future. So they need to fix the game and they need to release more content for the game. So, so it's not so dry uh, for the players that just keep playing the same strongholds mm. over and over and over again. 
Yeah, Agreed. and then freaking I'm friends with people who still do that content over and over again. Oh, they're like, they're like, oh, the game will get better, and I hope the game gets better, you know. But as of right now, there's still glaring bugs with the game. Yeah, uh, there's zero loot to get, and there's also zero content, so there's really no incentive to play. I mean, like if the Cataclysm, you know, um, you know, fixes all those issues, fucking great. You know, I might load, I might load the game back up again, or shit, you know, anything. Well, but but, but you also got yeah, the raid that's coming from the Division Two. You know, that's going to be taking a lot of players yeah. away. The little player base that they had is oh, going to be yeah. taken away from the Anthem to go play that new uh, um, Division Two raid. So. Yeah, don't uh, you have I, uh, don't you have some news about that, uh, Kelvin, uh, with Ubisoft and the Division uh, Two? I do. Raid? I do. Yeah. So, uh, uh, 16th this month, May, uh, Division Two came out with the new raid. Uh, it is called, crap. I got it. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Operation Dark Hours. Um, so it's already been beaten uh, on, on in the PC community. It's already been beaten. Like seriously, five hours after it was released. So it's uh, a team of eight guys. So was it hard? Uh, rolled through it. So was it hard content? Uh, they said it was hard. Like so, like the the first boss in there, um, it's kind of like a check on if you're good enough to do this thing. Like like make sure you got you know like the right kind of gear, and right. so like the, apparently the first boss is like fucking hard as hell. But uh, so if you haven't played it recently, you need to play it because there's a six gig patch that came out. Um, just a whole bunch of like stuff like buffs to exotic armors. Uh, some enemies are getting nerfed, like, uh, if, if you played it recently, or, like, last week, uh, people who throw grenades in that game, like, the enemies, they are super accurate, and they kind of dumbed that down a little bit, which I, I'm kind of thankful for. Right. Um, tanks, the melee have been dropped a little bit, and the pulse grenades that the Black Tusk drop are easier to see now. Oh, and, okay. and it's a whole bunch of other, like, patch notes, but it's, but it's a six-gig patch, and, um, yeah, the new raid is live right now. Wow. Yeah, those uh, those pulse and, grenades uh, are uh, pretty I hard to see. I'm excited about it. So yeah. I'm I'm excited about uh, it too. I what? can't wait to hop in with you and uh, hopefully Ed uh, and, and and attempt that raid. Yeah, hopefully Ed starts playing again. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I'll be going back to the division two. Unfortunately, I don't even have it installed. But uh, so the biggest thing with the raid though is there is no matchmaking. What? It, which uh, if you followed There's... if you followed division two. Well, when they were releasing it, when they were developing it, everything they, they said that you'd be able to match make for everything. Oh but yeah, there is no matchmaking for this. I believe like when they were uh, before the game was released and they were talking about the contents that they were going to release, they mentioned that yes, we're gonna have an eight player raid, right? And it will have mm -hmm. matchmaking, and we, and, I mean, at least I was very excited because finding a raid team is very difficult. And obviously, right. we all have experience here. Yeah, yeah, we all have experience here with Destiny and fighting a, a raid team. It can be it can right. be time consuming. Um, time consuming just, by just having to find matchmaking, the team. It reduces the time. Right, time consuming just to find the team. Yeah, I'm I'm fifty fifty on this because like I played WoW back in the day, right? So I understand uh, like like trying to like you know the, like do an LFG for uh, for a raid or for or a hard dungeon or something like that. Um, but on the other hand, this is not an MMO. Division two and Destiny, those aren't MMOs. Those are basically online co op games. Right? So yeah. for a game developer not to have uh matchmaking for an online co op game like that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kinda shoddy, man. I, I don't I don't necessarily it is, agree it is with kinda that. shoddy. Do you agree with it, Cody, or no? 
No, no, I, I don't agree with, uh, I do not agree with not having the matchmaking and to rely on an LFG. Um, like, mm-hmm. like what we kind of touched on before is, you know, go back to Destiny 1 and, you know, the matchmaking nightmares with that sometimes, and especially when the game was kind of died off. Um, for you to have mm-hmm. to go to a completely different website or, you know, like an LFG website to, to find a team to do a raid with, it can be very tedious. Um, and, th- and then you also don't know who you're yeah. really getting at the time. You just see their name. Um, so I, I don't agree with them not having matchmaking for, for the raid at all. I think that's a, a bad, bad mistake on their play. I think it is too. And I hope they do introduce some kind of like native matchmaking in the game. But, uh, Apparently the raid is very difficult because on the console, even like for Xbox and uh, PS4, no one has beat it yet. The only things, the only system that's beat it is PC. Yeah, yeah, I, I was seeing that. The reason being is they're saying that it's too hard, right? So oh, apparently the game mechanics for Division are not very conducive for the controller. So like you know, like if people here listen, like play a PC, uh, like first person shooters on PC. Uh, it's much easier to aim, well, in my opinion, with a keyboard mouse and as a controller. Right. And Division Two, you got to be fairly accurate with your uh, the aiming. You know, like the hit spots, critical spots for like the certain bosses are pretty small. You got to get in there. So right. that's what they're complaining about right now. They like, like everyone's like, oh, you got you got to make it easier. You know, the raid's too hard. Back in the days, like company releases a raid and it had, it's not beaten for like three weeks, and they're like, oh, you got to make it easier. Company's like, get good. You know, you, you got to get better at the game. It, it really kind of irritates me that uh, people are complaining that it's too hard and that potentially this is going to now get nerfed down into the ground where now it's going to be too easy. In my opinion, this is end game content. Yeah. Okay. End game content is designed to be difficult and is designed to, to test you and your mm-hmm. fire team. And if you don't have enough DPS or you're, you're, you know, you don't have enough damage or anything like that, you should probably reconsider either a what you're bringing to the field or b if you're if you're even high enough level for it if any of those is is a wrong answer you need to go and fix something instead of getting online and complaining oh my god this is too hard this is too hard i can't do it um i got one word for you guys gg get good yeah i I understand where they're coming from though because on console it's 30 frames per second locked and you're using a controller that has input lag on the first person shooter that requires you to be very accurate. Right. Well, so I, Kelvin, you know, you know, I get it. The 30 frames, I don't think is an issue because we we played games on the PlayStation and Xbox where they're shooters, and the 30 frames are not a problem as long as it's stable, right? You really can't you mm-hmm. can't really um, make it a, 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 a argument just because. Um, it's not gonna affect your gameplay. Um, right. To do an account. Now, now the controls. Now if you're getting, the, yeah. So the control, the controls. That's a little different because it could be mechanics that may be very difficult to use with a controller. Yeah, I mean, like the like the aim sensitivity for the controller for one. You know, I, I don't know. Like for me, like for me, like like the the guy that's been playing MMOs for years, you know, like he's he's done hard, difficult raids on WoW, you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that. It's I'm like you know, get good, you know, right. like, go 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 play the game better. But on the other hand, I'm like, uh, you know, maybe make it a little bit easier. I don't know. 
Like, is there is there a middle ground? Do you think for this? See, I don't know about you guys, I think, but I think there's uh, a middle ground. I I like more difficult content. Uh, I like to be challenged to the point where oh, I do too. Uh, where it's really challenging for for me and my fire team. I, I like that challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, prime example: Destiny One, Year One, um, even Year Two, in Year Three, those raids were difficult. Um, so I, I don't necessarily agree with people getting on and complaining that uh, the raid is too difficult when the raid just dropped a few days ago. My guess is is uh, everyone's yeah. not completely up to max level yet, nor do they have the Oh, they don't weapons. have the best weapon. Exactly. To go and complete this. And Destiny 2 has kind of paved this uh, wrong avenue here for this type of uh, mentality is, oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. they the Destiny 2 raids are just so easy. You, you can go in... 10 15 light levels underneath um and not have the grade of weapons yeah, and complete that. it so i mean yeah I, I i don't really i don't agree with uh people saying that it's too hard right now because it's only been a few days that it's been out and uh with that ed what do you have what i have well ubisoft um about a week ago released a trailer for their sequel to ghost recon wildlands it is called ghost recon breakpoint so I watched the trailer and oh my god, it looks amazing. Uh, the graphics are almost a little bit of photorealistic, um, and it, I'm a little I'm a little scared because we all know what happened to Watch Dogs. We all know what happened with the division, so yeah. I'm a little scared. But there are. There are some new new things um, for this sequel. Number one, it takes place in the Aurora Islands, kind of like in the Pacific. So you're not going to be... Where's that? Um, I think it's somewhere in the Pacific. It, it's somewhere uh, over it in is, the Pacific Isles. Islands, yeah. It's a made-up island. It doesn't really exist in real life. So you're not going to be in Bolivia anymore, which that is a real place. <laughs> um, and you're going to go to this island and it... A pretty much a private uh, company uh, owns the place and the CEO of Scale Technology which specializes in anonymous uh, drones and artificial intelli- intelligence basically have these machines here and they all basically go haywire but okay. you know they're bad guys they don't give a shit they want to use that technology right and you're gonna go in basically similar to Wildlands you're a no man you're not some superhero, you're just a regular Nolman guy going in there and mm-hmm. stopping the bad guys. Um, the island does feature a lot of various terrains, like swamp areas, mountains. There's even a freaking volcano on this fucking island. And you're like, Ooh, how big is it. this fucking island, right? <laughs> it has all the biodomes right. in here, <laughs> right? Uh, you also have every biodome every year. Right, it even has this noise region, and I'm like, okay, so you know, this is it is pretty cool. And in this, in this, uh, for this game, you're gonna have specialized classes. So you, you, they, Ubisoft didn't go into detail which classes you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna play as, but you will have in a specific class, which is pretty cool because I do enjoy a game that gives me the ability to specialize kind of similar to the division two right which gives you a class that you can specify there will right. be cutscenes that you can have dialogue choices but they're not going to affect the story yeah but they're not going to affect the story though so basically you can make a choice 
and you can kind of see a little variance of what the story would have been if you would have chosen something else, but it's not really going to change the overall um, story. You can play solo like through the campaign, or you can play with um, with up to three other players, you uh, co-op. But if you play by yourself, you have basically your drones, which you can command kind of similar to Wildlands, where you have two, uh, three other AI control uh, teammates, and you can tell them what to do, which is pretty neat because... So is this a open world game? It is an open world. It is. I don't know how big the map is, but considering that it's going to have different biodomes, I'm pretty sure it is pretty big. And Wildlands was a pretty pretty big right. uh, Wildlands yeah. was, was really big. If, if was, I can add one oh, thing... Yeah. If I can add one thing onto that topic, uh, that I, I kind of did some research into it myself. Um, for those who have played Wildlands and you absolutely hated the driving and it was funky and wonky, um, they did say that the driving is going to be a hundred times better. So that's just something to look that, forward to. That is, yes, that is perfectly uh, said. They're driving uh, vehicles because they're going to have more vehicles. Well, they're going to be more emphasis on military vehicles. It's going to uh-huh. be. Um, better experience in the handling of the vehicle because the vehicles in wildlands was very tough to handle they somewhat seem a little arcadey in my opinion but they are going to release content throughout the game life um every every four months or so but is that gonna be is that gonna be free or is there gonna be a season pass with that uh i cannot say whether or not it's gonna be free most likely because of the division two what they what they did with the division two where they're going to release content but okay. i don't know whether or not they're going to do that here's a neat little thing though uh dlc came out for wildlands i think uh, uh basically a week or so before this or, or a few days before this announcement and a teammate of yours called d walker right it's actually the villain on this game so oh, really? I thought that was pretty cool because yeah, it kind of continues, kind of like the arc. It, it doesn't. It's not completely like a new game. It kind of follows this this story now with um, we call the Walker as the villain. He and he used to be your t- your your teammate. So I thought that was pretty cool because it builds that relationship, right? You feel somewhat emotionally con- connected to this character, right? Because right. you play alongside him, you know, in. Uh, in uh, Wildlands, so I-, I thought that was pretty cool. Also, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Uh, oh yeah. Also, on this game, it's that gonna is, yeah. it's gonna be a little bit more realistic on how you go into handling things. So it's gonna be a little bit more stealthy wise. And if let's say if I'm running down a hill, right, and I fall, okay. well, I'm gonna take damage, right, and that will affect my gameplay. For example. I fall and I kind of hit my head and I sort of break my leg, right? Well, I'm going to be limping, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with my arm. You know, I'm not going to be able to aim as well. So if you do take damage out in the world, you're going to have to pretty much uh, mend yourself in order to be fit for it. Because if not, then you're going to be limping and you're not going to be aiming right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's a really cool feature and mechanic right there. Yeah, it adds that level of uh, realism. Also, you can use the mud mm-hmm. for your advantage. So you're, uh, you see your character, right, 
uh, on the mud uh, in the mud, right? And then he kind of covers his entire body with mud, and then the villains just go right past him. They're patrolling the area, and they don't even see him, right? And you just oh, walk really? up to him, and you pretty much stealthily kill him. And the and and the killing aspect of it is really brutal. Like the the how you you pretty much cut the throat of 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 the of the guy. Jeez, seriously? Yeah, it's kind of violent to see somebody getting killed like that. Right. I also give him praise for kind of stepping in that direction too and making it more of a realistic military shooter um, type of thing. You know, like you're you're special ops. You're behind enemy lines. You know, it's just you and your your yep. team. Um, and you got to do whatever you got to do to survive. You know, I really like that aspect. I really, really do like it. Really cool. Exactly. So let's say you and I, all three of us are playing, for example, and I take, I get hit, right? So somebody shoots me, right? Okay. I will go down, right? But you can come in, pretty much pick me up, take me to a safe area and um, revive me, basically. And patch you up. If, yeah, see, that's If really I cool. completely go down. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. Or if I take, like I say, if I'm rolling downhill and I kind of break my leg, I can pretty much heal myself, right? Because I have health health kits, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I can keep going. Like I say, you can keep going and, and mend yourself. So <clears throat> it adds that level of realism and that in-depth where you have to plan out how you want to proceed this particular mission. You just can't go in and guns blazing, right? And hope that everything is uh, turns out all right. It won't work right. this time. So, and you can also use like fucking drones and everything, and your enemies will be able to use drones as well. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, uh, Ghost uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is on sale right now for six uh, for I'm sorry for twenty eight dollars. The gold edition. Yeah, gold yeah, the gold edition. Playing it. Yeah, for realsies, that gold edition for twenty dollars yeah. on uh, UPlay. You can't sneeze at that. Twenty eight. Oh, t- yeah. twenty eight dollars. Yeah, still. Yeah. Twenty eight dollars. You can't sneeze yeah, it's at eighty that, bucks man. normally. So nice. Yeah, that, I might end up getting that. Yeah, you can get it. It's a fun game. Uh, the only problem that I have with Wildlands is it gets repetitive because then it, it you does. just do basically the same missions over and over. Um, and, I mean, it's fun for a bit, but if you're playing by yourself, it gets bored. It gets boring really fast. It, if you're playing with boring. friends, it's a little different because you can, yeah. yeah, you can, you know, you can joke around and, and you know, while you're traveling to the destination or you're doing the next mission, you know. Yeah, it's a fun at, game. It just gets a little bit repetitive. Yeah, Ed and I, we've had some pretty good uh, memories in uh, Wildlands and whatnot, and we both have wow. it for the PC too, Calvin. So if you do pick it up, um, I'll reinstall it, man. Yeah, we can definitely I'll play it. it. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a well, lot of fun. Well, we are going to play Division 2 first. <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to power level uh, Jason, right? Yeah, I think we're going to go through and, and level him up a little bit tonight, try to get him raid ready. <laughs> All right, Cody, so what are you playing right now? Uh, so I'm currently playing Total War Warhammer 2, and for those of you who don't know uh, what the game is about, it is a fantasy game where you basically control your own legions and your whole entire army, um, and, and you you have certain objectives to do throughout this whole entire thing. Um, but the reason why I'm playing it is because a new free LC just came out called Amethyst, and the Amethyst touched on a bunch of the magic that's with inside the game that you can use, um, such as like uh, uh, dark magic, light magic, um, lore of the deep magics and stuff like that. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, I've been really enjoying it uh, very much. 
but other than that, I haven't been playing too much. Well, for me, uh, like as you know, like we've been playing the division two lately, trying to get up to level five hundred. I'm oh, sorry, gear score five hundred with uh, Jason and everything. Right. And uh, playing a uh, Final Fantasy fifteen last week got me in the mood for Final Fantasy eight. So I went ahead and uh, re-downloaded that, and now I'm uh, going through everything. I think right now I'm on disc four, and I'm going through uh, Ultimatia's Castle, and uh, oh, okay. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just loving that. You know, I, I, I love Final Fantasy games, and uh, once I beat this one, I'm going to load up uh, Final Fantasy seven, and then probably uh, eight. I'm sorry, not eight, nine. nine. And play through those. Yeah, play through those again. Just stick with the PS1. PS1. How long are usually those games, uh, those older games? Because I know Final Fantasy fifteen. obviously you and I played, we mentioned last week, on last mm-hmm. week's episode. It was about 70 to 80 hours. I mean, when I played it, right? There were still some things to do. Oh, but... if you, yeah, if, if you do like all the exploration and everything for like the, those early Final Fantasy games, it'll probably last you about the same amount of time. Okay, so... Like if you if if you go through like like the completionist like yeah uh, if you want to like do every little uh thing every side quest every um every but the s- thing with those is uh they're all unmarked quests like like in those games there's no quest tracking so you gotta like either remember who you talked to last or you have to know who to talk to next like, pretty much oh. and now quick question Cody yeah. for the DLC uh for Total War do they introduce any new characters mm-hmm. um yeah so. They they introduced a new uh, a new wizard, um, and he specifies in the lore of the deep, uh, mm-hmm. and um, but other than that, I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to play with him yet. Uh, okay. But I have gotten the chance to play with the new magic that came to the series, which like like I said, you know, it was, I've only got a few hours put into it, so I, I can't really give like any good impressions yet of it. But what I've seen so far, I'm really enjoying, and I really like it. Awesome. So, and I have been playing uh, in this game that came out, Rage 2. You guys probably heard about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, yep. And this is going to be just, I- I'm not going to do any spoilers. I barely played it as well. I've only played about three hours. So this is going to be early impressions as well. I will go into more of uh, details next week once I get more playing time with it. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's really good. Uh, the story's not great yet just because um, the the story hasn't picked up yet it hasn't really um, really you know sink sink in yet you do start okay. as a as a character you can choose male or female and uh, you're basically like your city's being attacked by the authority which are the bad guys and mm-hmm. you're being helped out by a ranger you don't even know who he is and all of a sudden this monster kills him and you take his suit and you become a ranger as well so basically you don't need any nice. training right <laughs> <laughs> so um it's a po- post-apocalyptic world um and um you're basically there trying to survive since they are trying to take over the place mm-hmm. and your the, the graphics are good the, i will say that the graphics are are good the gameplay is fun so far shooting my weapons is amazing it has that doom vibe where it's a very fast pace and it's a risk reward yeah so like if you take damage um the only way you can heal yourself is if you kill an enemy and the enemy drops like a blue neon uh pellet type looking thing Mm -hmm. and you pick it up very similar to doom but the thing is is that yeah, but here's the twist here, guys. If it if you take like you know twenty seconds to pick it up, it's not gonna 
that you know it, it will expire so it won't heal you oh, so okay. either pick it up right away or you lose it so i like so that it's so it's very fast paced pretty much it, like it, it forces oh, you to like yeah. just keep fighting okay yes it pushes you to keep fighting the enemies flank you and you can't really take cover because they'll they even send out drones and everything to flush you out so very fast paced and i like that okay. um nice. uh, the weapons are fun to use yeah like you have a shotgun and you push people back um the only thing i don't like is that the world is a bit barren so from what i've seen so far the um there's not much to do like in terms of what's going on around the world it's pretty much it's it's pretty empty when you're driving because it has also that man max feel where you have a vehicle and you drive around and you can mm -hmm. do like vehicle races i haven't okay. done one yet but i got a prompt that i could do a race and i'm like oh i'll keep that in mind you know yeah the racing of the first game was probably the best part the best part yeah i haven't done it yet i know you can upgrade your vehicle but i haven't dug in yet on that i've only unlocked a few skills like two uh, like three or four so i'm not um i'm not like you know well knowledgeable in it yet because I, I i there's so many skills that you unlock um okay. and and then your weapons have skills well i have unlocked a couple like i can reload faster and have more ammo but besides that i don't know yet so it's it's pretty it's pretty early um there is one ability that i did unlock which you can also knock back your enemies and uh, and you can take off the armor so mm -hmm. that's pretty neat um you do get to explore the world once you take over a settlement i did take over a couple and you get to scavenge the area but nothing to write about yet because i'm still very early in the game so far i like it and uh, i'm looking forward to play it here next uh on the this week here so uh, i'll let you guys know what uh what I think about it once I get more time. I, I'm I'm interested for you to play it more because I wanna I wanna hear more about it. I might even ask you to stream it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now you told me that you watched uh, the Detective Pikachu recently, right? Yes, uh, I remember you you were excited as well. Last week we discussed yes, about yes. Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah. So I was down in Nashville um, this weekend and I took my both of my nephews to go watch it and I thought it was amazing. Oh god, what same here. Do you yeah. think? I love the movie. So I, I saw it on Monday with my wife and uh I now I've got two kids, uh five and three, and uh I kinda feel bad for not taking them, but like, you know, it's they didn't grow up with Pokemon and like I tried showing right. them the, like the Pokemon anime, you know, try to get you know, try to prime them for it, you know, but they were just like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> they, were, they had like <laughs> true, zero true. interest in it, you know. And I and I get it, you know, like the the it's a, it's an old anime from like the late nineties or whatever, you know, it's it's kinda dated. You know, but uh, yeah, like the wife and I saw it, and uh, I grew up with Pokemon, and and you did too, Ed. Same. And yep, it was just well. like just watching the, all the Pokemon in the background, just like trying to catch out ones I remember. And my favorite part is Psyduck. That's like my, my wife's favorite Psyduck. part. Is Psyduck. Yeah, that shit was hysterical. <laughs> yep. it, he was hysterical. And, so this movie yeah. for me brought a lot of memories, like you said, because I also grew up with Pokemon, and the it has that action type. Um, mm -hmm. feel but it also has that connection like that bonding that you have with your Pokemon that is yeah, so prominent yeah. on the show as well because mm -hmm. uh, you grow a bond with, 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 with the Pokemons right and for us viewers we grew up with those so we also have a bond with those Pokemon so watching this movie and seeing 
the the Pokemon's come to life mm-hmm. was very very uh, unique experience. Especially you get to see Bulbasaur. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was my first Pokemon. So when I saw that, I just I was in my own little world. I went back mm-hmm. to when I was fucking ten years old, right? And getting my first Pokemon card, which was that Bulbasaur. That was and amazing. I think, and I think, like, I think what really brought like that to life was the animation style they did, uh, like the, like yes. the fur and everything, and just like how well it was animated, and uh, and and of course Ryan Reynolds' uh, voice uh, voice acting as a Pikachu that that really had the cherry on the top. That was yeah, uh, that was definitely great. adds the cherry on top. Oh yeah. Now, so, quick question for you guys, real quick: Would you sure. recommend the movie for someone who uh, doesn't really know a whole lot about Pokemon? Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go into that cold. Like you, you, you could have like zero experience with Pokemon and still get something out of that movie. Like that's how okay. well it was written and uh, acted and everything. Perfect. Yeah, I, I agree with Calvin Cody. If you're if you're never, uh, I wouldn't say heard of Pokemon, but if you're not familiar with that universe, I still recommend it because it's something that you can relate to. You know, because it, it it also has a story. I'm not gonna go into the uh, the story, but it has a story that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, the okay. Pokemon is more of like, hey, this is like cool, but there's also a story for adults and also kids. And oh, yeah. even if you don't know about Pokemon, you still be able to enjoy the film. Fantastic. All right, everyone, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Game Talk. Join us next time while we talk about The Outer Worlds, GTFO, and much more. See you then.